0: Hello, people. It's time for another episode of Rethinking Lost. In this episode, Elton and I revisit and reopen the dialogue about Lost as science fiction, fantasy, a mix of the two, or something completely different. Enjoy. everybody and welcome to episode 44 of Rethinking Lost. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Scott Copperman, and with me as usual is my co-host, Mr. Elton McManus.
1: Hello there, I'm the other host.
0: The other, other host. Because uh, so I'm the other, other host, right? Because you're the other host.
1: I don't know, I'm confused already. I now. am.
0: Well, so, uh, we are continuing our Infinite Hiatus <laughs> set of podcasts here. Uh, what we're going to talk to you about today is uh, a debate that was going on a while ago in Lost. Our idea for the show today comes from another source, which we'll talk about, but looking online, looking back to the Lost communities, I see several sites back in uh, 2008, 2007, and as recently as as Seasons 5 and 6, where the question was raised, is Lost fantasy or science fiction? Specifically, I'm going to reference io9.com and a post which it's really just a, a survey and it comes from 2008 and they basically ask this question which is what we're going to talk about here Lost doesn't defy comprehension it defies genre as well we've been hotly debating amongst ourselves whether it's a science fiction show or whether everything that happens is just magic like the spooky Jacob's Cabin not to mention Locke's Spine then there's the Dharma Initiative and hints that something science is going on as well uh, we won't know until the final episode whether everything will turn out to have pseudoscience behind it. We can speculate. And so the call was made on this page to vote. Was lost fantasy, science fiction, neither. Or what's the difference? Fantasy and science fiction have totally merged. So we'll take a look at what the results were over the last mm. two years. Um, 40%, about 430 people voted and said, what's the difference? 35%. About 370 votes said science fiction. 20%, which is about 221 votes, said fantasy. And 5%, or about 60 people, said neither. Hmm.
1: Where would you fall on this four-pronged tree, then?
0: I'm going to dodge the question for a minute here. Okay. <laughs> I I have been on vacation recently, and I have a book that I've, I've read a couple times called Star Wars on Trial, which is a, a collection of essays about Star Wars. And it's, it's kind of... Um, Grouped Like a a court case, there's a bunch of charges, then there's essays arguing for Star Wars and arguing against Star Wars, or kind of more bashing George Lucas than anything else. One of the charges in there is that Star Wars pretends to be science fiction, but it's really fantasy. And in there, the case is made that Star Wars is fantasy, not science fiction, because even though it has spaceships and technology and all that stuff, you can't go back to some sort of, of... Explanation of where this all came from Right There are a number of of faults with it that are pointed out One is that it's not an alternate future It's an alternate past It's not described as an alternate reality Or something that we might be It's a separate fantasy world But the ultimate argument that's made in one of the essays Is that fantasy has to ultimately Answer a question with just because With science fiction You could sit there and, and say Well where did this come from And you get a plausible answer yeah. It might lead to another question, but somewhere along the line, it gets a plausible, plausible, plausible answer that goes back to, well, you know, too much radiation coming out of your cell phone mutated this, which mutated that, and you can you can find <laughs> the egg from which everything hatched in some way. Right. Whereas with fantasy, somewhere there's a stopping point that you'd have to say it just is.
1: Yeah, I heard um, uh, on another podcast, the Starbase sixty six podcast, and. Their host Rick turned around. And he was having this debate with uh, Star Trek and Star Wars, uh-huh. and I think he turned around and said, "With Star Trek, without the science, without the science fiction, they don't get off the planet." And I totally agree with that. And the science fantasies, just Star Wars, just beaming around in space and shooting lasers and stuff like that. And I, I kind of grab onto that. It annoys me a little bit because I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And I like to see it as science fiction, because you need the science there, or, or the fiction side of it, to get into space. Does that make any sense at all? What yeah. I said, or?
0: yeah, I I understand what you're saying. And part of these essays about Star Wars being fantasy or science fiction was the way that the uh, spaceships bank, as if they're in an atmosphere. And there's science, but it doesn't follow physics. <laughs> So mm-hmm. the ignoring of physics was a big red flag. But ultimately, it kind of comes down to the the force. And then there's just... Even though they brought in midichlorians and, and tried to make it science-y, it's, it's a magic. And therefore, they, they say that it's fantasy. And it made me think about Lost and the idea that we had the Dharma Initiative. We had a very plausible set of events that kind of led the people here. Then we started to get time travel... And the way Lost ultimately ended, I, I don't know. It's not so much a magic, although we did have magic in those final couple scenes. It also it became very religious. Yes. And, and I'm not sure where people stand on that and, and where it would fall. I, my gut answer to your question is that Lost is fantasy more than science fiction. That's not having really dug too deep into the definitions, but it's a, a position I've arrived at in Season 6. I was very willing to call it science fiction, Right up until basically the Golden cave and mother, and that just kind of threw like if even if it had been like a uh like an Egyptian origin or something like i, I kind of kind of connected it, but the absence of an origin of mother and the golden cave and all and and basically the fact that the story just took a it just is <laughs> the yeah. explanation of why it is that way just made me say, wow, that's exactly what they're saying about fantasy. It just has a just-because answer. So I I looked on uh, the Library of Congress website, which is a U.S. institution that catalogs all publications and media and all, to see if they had a a definition or distinction between the two. And I can go through kind of quickly here. The statement is about science fiction, but they actually make a disclaimer that it's about Fantasy, and, and I'll, I'll let the document speak for itself here. Throughout the document, particular attention is given to science fiction, although it is in fact a subgenre of fantasy, because it dominates the genre of fantasy in terms total number of titles published. It will be the general rule, therefore, throughout this statement, to speak of fantasy and science fiction together and on equal terms, unless otherwise specified. However, the fantasy provisions below apply equally to all the other subgenres of fantasy. Fantasy includes the subgenres of science fiction, horror, and adaptations of traditional myths. The distinguished writer Arthur C. Clarke has stated that any sufficiently advanced technology is undistinguishable from magic. This view is born out of the fact that the distinctions between science fiction and the various other subgenres of fantasy are indeed blurred at times, and usually artificial. In fact, many authors in the genre frequently cross these artificial barriers in mid-work or in mid-career. Although difficult to define with precision, fantasy usually requires a willing suspension of disbelief works in its various subgenres often one adapt, rework, or provide an alternate retelling of a myth or folktale, two invoke an alternate reality or alternate universe, three rely on the displacement of time or space, or four make use of elements of the horrific supernatural, paranormal, or the occult science fiction. In addition to sharing any or all of the general characteristics listed above for fantasy, science fiction usually, one, is speculative in nature, two, assumes change as a given, three, projects a storyline into the future or on an alternate reality or history, four, explores a problem in technology, culture, philosophy, etc., beyond its current state, and five, presents an atmosphere of scientific credibility regardless of the reality. Not all science fiction must take place in the future, involve space travel, describe technology beyond current reality, or deal with alien cultures. However, these elements are common in the genre. Now, having read that, now I say Lost fits the science fiction description.
1: Wasn't Lost all about science versus faith, which could be science fiction versus the fantasy, couldn't it? You had Jack versus Locke science man versus the religion man. and mm, I'm at the moment. I'm on, not neither. I'm on both. Really. You had all all the Jacob and man in black as like God deities on the island. And then you also had the Dharma initiative doing all these awesome experiments with time travel and electromagnetism. And Mm -hmm. it's, They're both in. Well, one's in one hand, the other one's in the other hand, and they all work nicely to give a great story.
0: Yeah. Well, this this definition says one is nested within the other. That all science fiction is fantasy. Mm -hmm. So I could see that. And we were talking offline, off air before, about that this question may evolve from is lost fantasy or science fiction into is it science fiction or not. And I guess the question then becomes: Is there too much magic, deities, unexplained, just becauseness, to to consider it still science fiction in your eyes? Like the the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Chronicles of Narnia. That's similar in a way in that they go through the the closet and emerge into a different world. But mm-hmm. it's meant to be like it could be you playing in your grandfather's house as a child and going through the it it could happen to you just like we could be on the plane and crash but I would consider Narnia fantasy would you agree?
1: Yes I would as well
0: so do you think the distinction is what lies in where they end up that the island has Dharma and Narnia has Minotaurs and
1: no I think it's more like what you said there's science fiction has a root of from, from the story on which it grows, Narnia is just about kids walking through a wardrobe and there's no science like that at all, is there? You, you could relate it to um, Stargate. They walk through a, a big okay. science-y sort of window, don't they? Yeah. But they didn't do that in Narnia. They just walked into the cupboard and then walked out the cupboard and there was nothing there. It was just a magical mystery world beyond the cupboard or beyond the wardrobe. And whereas Lost they used and it's gonna sound a bit lame, but they used science to fly to the island. They crashed and then you had Yeah, you had religious aspects to it. You had fantasy aspects. You had like the ghosty sort of Jacob popping up in the cabin. That's kind of creepy and fantasy and mm-hmm. but then you also had you found the hatch, which is solid and science based. You had science aspects there
0: so what about Willy wonka charlie and the chocolate factory is that science fiction do you think in the same way that lost is or does that work against the argument
1: that is just uh you can't class everything as either fantasy or science fiction that's the thing
0: no but i would i would say we're we're looking at whether it's a. Uh, Of the various fantasy stories which these all are, which which could be... If you were sorting the books in the library, Mm -hmm. do you put put Lost in science fiction? You don't put the Chronicles of Narnia. You put them somewhere else. Where do you put Charlie and the Chocolate Factory?
1: I'd buy two copies of Lost, but one in the fantasy section and one in the science fiction section. I can see that. It's really hard because you have all this religion there, which is... Not stuff of fantasy because everyone, well, six percent of the population of the world believe in this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's great. It gives it such a, that's where the mythology came from, from the actual story. Mm-hmm. That's where all, the religion was the backbone to this. You saw uh, Echo's Jesus stick. There you go, straight away, mythology. You had him building a church. You had all this hieroglyph. All the hieroglyphics, not saying that they're science-based, but they're from like another time way beyond beyond your imaginal comprehension. And that's where it becomes fantasy.
0: So all the books that you would read about plane crashes, like Airport 77, remember the old movies of planes crashing, and I'm sure there's uh, Air Force One, the movie with Harrison Ford as the president. Yeah, you know anything that, that is the story of a plane crash, it would be considered fiction unless it's aliens bring it down or, or something. So it's more, I guess it's it's the Jacob element that makes it more than a horror story or a, a drama or a.
1: Wait, you, you need a root of science in there, or you need a root of fantasy in there. See, Air Force One would just be classed as an action book or an action movie. Mm-hmm. Because there's no hardcore science that they relate back to to go, oh, this is what – they don't turn around and say, oh, this is why we're flying a plane because you know, the, the airspeed over the wing is greater than the airspeed under the marine.
0: Well, can you think of a, a fictional version of Titanic or something – a serious version of Gilligan's Island? What's a, what's a story that side of adventure. Okay, there per- we go. there's a perfect example. That's great. So that's a very plausible scenario. And it's, it's not science fiction, right? It's just regular fiction. No. Yeah. The, the key distinction is the mystery, you think? It doesn't necessarily have to be the magic, but just the how did this happen, where are we... Like, what do you think makes Lost science fiction as opposed to fiction?
1: Well, if you, if you stuck the Poseidon adventure in the middle of the film uh, The Day After Tomorrow... Now, that's more of a science fiction movie, isn't it? Right. Because you're dealing with science, but it's a, a tale at, at the end of the day. And... Oh, God, I hate saying that. It's a tale. Um, it's a
0: tale. Um, but... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not sure I, I... Well, you're right. I feel that way. What you're saying is how I feel, but when I sit and try to reconcile it, mm-hmm. I don't know that I see... It would be hard for me to say why. Because Is it because the Poseidon adventure is something credible, and the, the, the scale of destruction in the day after tomorrow just goes so far beyond what's plausibly could happen, or is it the fact that people survive things they should never survive, or the scope of destruction is just so great? Like what, what do you think makes that so different?
1: I, I think, like you said, the, the scope of destruction is worldwide, wasn't it? And so you have to have science to look on it, because they... It was embedded on that story about the um, uh, the jet streams in, in the sea. I can't remember what they're called now. El Nino, mm-hmm. I think it is. And there's your science straight away. Bang, you have it. Now, if a big wave came crashing over and turned over a boat called the Poseidon and then people had to get out of that, then uh, that could possibly be classed as science fiction. But really, it's just an action movie. But with Lost, you have you have these uh, uh, orientation movies that you have to find. And embedding in them, you have a guy talking about experiments which were science-based. And the later ones we saw were him talking about time travel and don't put metal in this big time travel box and we'll send this bunny forward so many seconds. And that's where your science is. It's right there.
0: So you think it's the intensity with which science is embedded in the plot. You know, that yeah. that all the um all the hatches are science stations. You know, so basically all your settings. You're on the beach for a little while, but the island as a whole is made to feel like a laboratory. And and yeah. Okay. And so you feel that there's more of that than there is magic. And that and that's there's enough to kind of give it science more more of a a science fictiony feel than just a a narnia kind of feel
1: yeah for me there is more science fiction than the fantasy side of things although the fantasy became the stronger of the two towards the very end of the show that was gonna be
0: my next question where do you feel like it swung the pendulum a little bit and what would you say would be the the point
1: it swung it hard in season six. It was pretty much all science, science fiction, even them returning to the islands on Algira 316. Yeah,
0: that was a bit of a hiccup for me. And I think the the time travel countered it a little bit, but them blinking out of the plane like they did and and uh, Locke coming back to life, just then it started to get that little bit of mysticism. But yeah, I agree. Season 6 was like a hard, hard turn to the left.
1: Yeah, it was. Do you know what? With them blinking out of the, the airplane, I would have been happier. Instead of seeing it all flash to white, which they did on various scenes, mm-hmm. I would have been happier with them if you had a shot of the plane and all of a sudden that Caesar guy was on the airplane, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. If, he if he felt all the plane rocking around and he turned around and he saw Hurley sitting a few rows back to him, and you saw this horrible face come over Hurley like ah and then pop, he's like gone. He was being ripped. Yeah, he was torn out of there. That would have been awesome, and that would have worked so much better than, ooh, fade to white. And look, there's Kate on a rock. Yeah, I hear what that, that would have been more science fiction y to me. That would have said there's a there's something there pulling them through for some reason. Be it fantasy for the reason, i.e. Jacob. Mm-hmm. I I could understand that. But there'd still be a science fiction uh, seed in that.
0: I, I see that, and I, I could definitely feel that uh, being a, an acceptable way to go. I, I think, for me, I would have looked for like a chunk of the plane having fallen apart. Let's say like a, the fuselage rips, and they're sucked out, and in a very land of the lost kind of way, they fall. Fall through the window, basically, in into another time, because that was yeah. kind of the sense. There was this bubble, that once you go through the bubble, that's when the displacement happens.
1: Mm-hmm. I could have seen that. Yeah, they they could have seen uh, as they were falling, uh, the the undergrowth change just very slightly, but you could see it like merge from one picture to mm-hmm. another picture, and oh well, hang on, something changed there.
0: Yeah, I can kind of remember. Other mediums having that, where like someone falls, and then because they're going forward or back in time, they're saved by this tree that was no longer... <laughs> wasn't there when they started falling, but because time advanced so much, or time went back, they fell, landed on something that wasn't there before, and that's how they survive.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be cool.
0: I can understand the connections between this and then the, the hard feelings some people had towards Season 6, and just this idea that if you were a fan of a science fiction show, if that's what you liked about it, maybe you were already kind of putting up with the romance parts of it and were more interested in the horror and the pseudoscience, how season six could have been very unfulfilling for you. Not you personally, but anybody. Yeah. Now at the very end, so they, they had Jacob, they had all the stuff go on with the cave and Smoke Monster Origin, and explanation turned out to be very non-scientific after lots of speculation it would be. Mm-hmm. That aside, the finale and what happened to the survivors, and them being basically, I guess, in the flash sideways as a purgatory, waiting for each other to move on. Now, do you consider that uh, that's religion? Obviously, do you consider that to be in line with the science fiction because it's they've died and this is where they go next? Or
1: no, that's fantasy. It more, to me. Yeah, it's just uh, it says it on the tin. You yeah? know, it's fantasy. Yeah. It's you know. It, could it happen? Could it not happen? There's no nothing there to grasp on to say this definitely happens. If it definitely happens, and we've got proof and we've scientifically proven it, then yeah, okay, it's science fiction because it is. It it has a root, and then we can prove it, and then this is what happens. But the the fiction is where we're telling the tale. Yeah. So, but that's that's where the hardcore of season six was. It was just. Half of that season was fantasy, whereas half of from season one to season five, I'd say, well, three quarters of that was science yeah, fiction.
0: I agree. And I would say season six had two separate fantasies. You had The Flash Sideways, which was a more religious fantasy, mm-hmm. more religion based, like faith and fantasy and, and uh, non-science, I should say. And then it had the island mythology, which was a completely different religion, completely non-interactive with the existence of the Flash Sideways. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Jacob. We thought most of the season Jacob had put them there, or that Man in Black had created that. or In some way, one was the the result of the other, and it turned out what happened on the island had had no bearing on the formation of the Flash Sideways. I'm not saying that right. I know we're going to get criticized, but <laughs> those of you who are listening, when I say it's a fantasy, I don't mean it in that disparaging a religion, It's I mean that it's non-science, and and I do know that the Losties created the Flash Sideways to find each other and all, but I mean it's, it wasn't Jacob who made it, it wasn't the Golden Cave, it wasn't it wasn't the magic of the island that had produced the Flash Sideways, it was no. a separate magic. The yeah, magic and, it marks. is...
1: Yeah, it is basically magic, and that's where the fantasy comes from. It's wonderful to see a, a golden cave and a golden bird bath and stuff like that, isn't it? But yeah. it's all just a bit lardy dar, really. Sometimes, I'm, maybe I'm I'm just more. I like the hardcore science fiction stuff. I love time travel. I really do, and I I love all the stuff that came before. When they first found that first yeah. orientation movie, oh, I was just wonderful. Just sitting down. Watching that, and you're like, whoa, hang on a minute. This is from years ago. What the hell is going on here? And it's just brilliant.
0: And that's something they never dug into. With the whole alternate reality games and hiatus filler they gave was Dharma. It was Rachel Blake. It was Find 815. They could have really done a whole mythology of the island. It could have been fake legends and myths and stories about mm. a woman and a man. They could have kind of created a longer mythology than we got in that one episode without really spoiling too much. You know, it could have been just that little bit of a tease and, and kind of given that some more depth.
1: Yeah, do you think Mother was just a, a little, I don't know, like a side note? Hang on, how are we going to bring these, this wonderful religion to the island? Um, let's just have a Mother figure. That seems shoehorned to me. It would have been nice to see carvings of her in season three or maybe uh, uh I dunno, Dharma found the skeletons before and they documented the skeletons and they said, you know, they tried to reconfigure the the face. They can yeah. do that now, can't they? Yeah. That would have been awesome. That would that would have been the science on the fantasy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I had mentioned once before, I feel like all they did with that was back up the story a little bit to kinda of go before everything else we knew, but I needed I didn't need. I would have liked to have known whether mother was the first, or was she one of many? Even if they had kind of said that—that's just—it goes back farther than history. But people come and they become the new Jacob, in a way. One kills the other. It's like a Sith. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's two. There's a, an apprentice and a master, and eventually the apprentice replaces the master and takes their own apprentice, and that's the history of presence on the island, and and mothers. As, as far back as we know, yeah. But I, yeah, I don't feel like there was enough enough context given to that. I would have liked to have seen something more that kind of, well, basically gave it a more sciencey or at least a more history aspect. The way yeah. like the religions yeah. of Egypt, you know, it's and or the Incas and the Mayas and 2012 and all this stuff comes from, like you said, carvings and temples and.
1: See, that's where they tried to combine it slightly. Do you remember when uh, Man in Black was trying to find the source and he had that big wheel, the mm-hmm. donkey wheel, and that was the science there. Yeah. But the, f- the fantasy was just this big glow of light and mixing water and light and, oh, we can do wonderful things with that. But that's why maybe it seems a little lame. Because it just didn't quite fit. It didn't quite work together.
0: For me, it was all the Egyptian stuff, and then having it be Roman. There, there was we never got an Egyptian connection for all the hieroglyphics and so. Even if it had been faux hieroglyphics, you know, like Egyptian e, but didn't really have any meaning. Yeah. But for it to have so much Egyptian in there and have it not have that that not be part of the science or the backstory we got. That that was something that just didn't fit for me.
1: Yeah, it was more like a layer.
0: Because it like the hatch, the countdown clock, and it flashed to the Egyptian numbers. Now, if those had been carved on the wall, that's one thing, but to have it be on the little, plate, you can't see my hands flipping, but <laughs> as the numbers flip to that, to me that that should have been a little bit more the connection with the island.
1: Well, yeah, there's there's no actual explanation of why the hieroglyphics were on there. Didn't, they meant something, though, didn't they? Like, die, and I yeah. think they translated to something. But it just wasn't it was a nice touch and that was all it was.
0: But to have it be that the numbers flipped to that was a sciency thing. Now had yeah. it gotten to zero and they started hearing voices or like an apparition started to form or like they had a hallucination. Oh, you're creeping me out. I'm well, in a dark room. You know. <laughs> but that, that would have been a little bit more of the magic and all like it, it was there, it, it was a very midichlorian-y kind of thing. It was a, Hey, you know, there's a history, there's a concreteness to this origin. There's a history, yeah. there's a science, but it didn't fit. You know, the, the all the Egyptianists and the temple and the statue and all the stuff, uh, it, it ended up just being a reference to a visitor to the island that we never saw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And apparently was there for a long time and a key part of it.
1: See, now, with the temple, it, the temple was mentioned from like season three, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so it had... An established footing from season three up until season six. So when we actually finally did see it, it seems more real to me because it was embedded in the story.
0: Yeah, it wasn't we just We kept hearing in.
1: about it. No, it, it wasn't just thrown in. Like the lighthouse. Now that was just thrown in. And that's what... You have the temple and the very similar buildings, very similar build. They haven't come across them before, but they come across them in, in the same season. They go from one to the other, but what one to you seems more real? For okay. me, it's, it's the temple. Yeah, yeah. The, the lighthouse was just an add-on. It was like a conservatory of the temple, but it was never, ever mentioned
0: yeah, It was conspicuously before. not noticed for, or, or referred to for how yeah. prominent it was.
1: Yeah, even on maps. I'm sure we've got maps. If, if there was something on the map that showed something there, or a boundary that you can't get through, mm-hmm. then that would add to it. But no, the the temple for me was ingrained in the, the whole lost story, and so it seemed more it seemed more real than the actual lighthouse itself.
0: Yeah, re- rethinking it, it could have that could have been the the cabin could have been part of the lighthouse. Or I mean, they and I understand that the story evolved over time, but to have that be such a pivotal part of, of the myth. At the end, it was
1: it to me. It seemed thrown in. You, we all talk about these bibles that they have when they make uh, Battlestar Galactica yeah. or other mo- movies or films. And Lost had its own little bible, and that was clearly never there.
0: Yeah, no, you're right, and it, that does add to this idea that the the science doesn't fit. It adds to the idea that it's it's more fantasy. And non-science fiction, when the discontinuities have to be there, the more things you have to shrug off and ignore that defy science, like in the way with Star Wars that the physics laws of physics don't apply. Mm. You know, once you start to have to shake that off, then then it feels less sciency. You know, it's you can talk about an extra dimension or time travel and stuff because you can kind of make that fit. But when you talk about being able to breathe in space or, um. Sounds or ships banking and so it's just, eh, yeah, it starts to get away from it. Yeah,
1: I, I can understand the argument for science at uh, Star Wars being fantasy. I I know you can take the subject matter and replace it with the Lord of the Rings characters, and you've still got the same story. Yeah, and you can dress it up however you want. You can have the same story, dress it up differently, and it's it's the same. It doesn't matter. I can understand that, but I'm, I don't know, I'm just, maybe I'll just being a thorn in people's side that say it's fantasy. I'm like, no, it's science fiction, no, even though you're it's still right, I think you're
0: right. right if, in the face. If you took that story and you made it about 7th century, you made it about the cast Robin Hood, you know, it's King, it could be King Arthur, and it, it definitely is not science fiction, it's fantasy. If you do that with Lost and you make it the story of a Viking ship that gets stuck on an island... It's still going to end with a very mythological Thor-Loki-Valhalla kind of thing at the end. Mm. But five-sixths of it is still going to be them building their huts and finding Egyptian temples and trying to reconcile like how the boat crashed and can they get off the island. and So it, it has yeah. the same kind of um, drama and year-appropriate science feel to it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Star Wars, then it, it just, it does become like much more of a myth.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I'd, I'd just like to say, okay, fair enough. Star Wars may, maybe leaning more towards the fantasy than the science fiction, but they got big lasers and fast <laughs> ships. And f- for me, Lost is still clearly more science fictiony than fantasy. And I, I don't like the way that people sometimes disregard Lost as totally non-science fiction. It is. It's got loads of it in it. it if you, people take the time to actually look at it, it's just teeming with it. It's sporadic sometimes. And,
0: and it tapers. That's the main issue, is that it tapers toward the end.
1: Yeah, it does, yeah. And it's overpowered by the fantasy side. But for me, it is st- at, at its heart, it's still very science fictiony.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, and that's that's kind of what we wanted to do, is throw out some base ideas and discussion for you guys. Uh, our email is rethinkinglost at gmail.com, uh, or you can reach us on Twitter at SHC1970 or Elton McManus, all one word. There's a Facebook page. And what we'd like to do is get some feedback from you guys. I Obviously, Lost is over, and, and we know the whole thing, but if, if you can put together... A, little bit of your perspective, we'd be happy to read that in the next show and if you want to Skype in with us and be a part of it, you know, let us know your availability and and we can take this conversation a step further. Because I think there's a lot of other things it's a very circular argument and there really is no right or wrong absolute answer. But no, right, I'd like just to see matter. Yeah, I'd like to hear people's perspectives and look for some consistency on it. You know, superheroes, fantasy or science fiction. Well you know, it depends on which hero I guess, but in the same way you could take that and and use those same standards for, for Lost. Yeah,
1: definitely. I'd I just like to hear other people's opinion. Everyone's opinion's going to differ ever so slightly. So yeah. it would be great to hear them.
0: Yeah, no right or wrong answer. We won't be critical. We'll just agree or disagree or go, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we might even learn something. You never know. I'm sure we will.
0: Well, please do hit us up if you're subscribing to us through the... Lost Podcasting Network, brought together by Ryan. That's wonderful. Feel free to subscribe to us directly through the through through the through the RethinkingLost.podbean.com site. There's links to get, to get us through iTunes and Zune and many of the other feed providers. And uh, we'll be back in uh, a couple weeks to extend this conversation or share some of your thoughts or go a different direction. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.